welcome to the Geeking Poetic Podcast channel. On this channel, we have shows and segments that contain adult humor. Bad language, dirty jokes. And other stuff that is strictly for mature audiences only. So if you're too young or too sensitive for this kind of material, then please do not watch our channel or our videos. This channel is not for you. Thanks much. And now, on with the show! <laughs> it's perfect with that that new Egyptian backdrop yeah. thing you got over that. there, man. <laughs> like if only you people could see us, we could be like dancing around. All Egyptians. Yeah, yeah, walking like an Egyptian and everything. What's going on, everybody? Welcome. It is the Geeking Squad podcast, Woo-hoo. episode number nineteen. One niner, <laughs> yeah, geek one niner. And uh, what's going on? I'm one of your hosts, Larry Roberts, uh, sitting down there at the entrance to the pyramid. It is none other than Pharaoh Vito. <laughs> Pharaoh Vito, Vito. Yeah. Vito, Vito, yeah, good old Vito Tap. <laughs> <laughs> and then we have the sassy Egyptian queen in the middle. She's not having any of it. There's too many asps around, and she's not. <laughs> She's not pleased about it. It's a real pain in the ass. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you like the puns, you know. I do, so. I do. What was my name in that? It was Anuxun Magoon? Yeah. yeah. yeah <laughs> it's Anux, a hard one to say. Yeah, Anux, it is. <laughs> Anuxun Magoon. It is none other than. Megan. It is the Magoon. <laughs> and uh, odds are you probably know, but for those of you that might be just joining us for the first time, the Geeking Squad podcast is based on the Geeking Squad group in uh, Facebook. It's free and open for anybody to join, just as long as you don't behave like an imbecile. <laughs> you know, no politics, no religion, no no mean stuff. We just talk about geek stuff, mm-hmm. all the geeky stuff. And uh, we encourage people to share in their articles, rumors, theories, memes, all sorts of stuff. And you guys have been doing great. Yeah killing it we've got good stuff in there yeah we've got a lot of stuff so what we're working on right now is trying to maybe do this every week now every time we promise (laughs) that we're going to do something the world fights against us (laughs) yeah uh we fail so (laughs) so we're not going to promise that it's going to come out every week but we are going to endeavor to put this out every week because we had been doing every other week or roughly thereabouts uh, but man, we there's so much going on now that we've definitely got enough content to do it. Yeah. <laughs> Megan's the one that puts the list together and she's like, good yeah, luck. I have like a whole page of topics that we haven't even gotten to yet. Right. So, right. Yeah. Keep them coming. This is amazing. Yeah. So we pick the stuff that we really think would be the most fun to talk about on um, things that we can relate to or we're interested in. And we talk about it here on the squad cast. So, um, you guys doing okay? Doing good. Yeah. All right. Still living, still breathing, still walking. <laughs> Thank goodness for that. You're, you are still walking. You're not tripping or falling or breaking anything else lately? Um, not yet. Yeah. Yeah. Find some wood and knock Let on me it. knock on a wall here. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, that's a good thing. Well, then, you know what? Let's not waste any more time. Let's not. Without any further ado, yeah. time to pull out that skillet, get your hands on a nice you know, spatula, uh-huh. open yeah. up the package and get it sizzling because it is time for What's shaking, bacon? <laughs> <laughs> time to cook up some of that bacon. Heck yeah. <laughs> it's the What's Shaking Bacon segment. And this is where we just pick a bunch of random geeky stuff that we thought was interesting. Uh, one of the things I thought was interesting, I know this is dating me particularly because you two probably have never even seen the original or anything like that i'm gonna guess do you, do you are you guys familiar with buck rogers no i know what it is okay um, i might have seen one episode just in passing or something but yeah like the from the late 70s early 80s with gil gerard and tweaky that little robot that goes beady 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 <laughs> what's up buck and he tells like that. <laughs> yeah. does it really yes 
<laughs> He's amazing. And I, I, man, when I was a kid, I loved Tweaky. He was one of my favorite characters. Like, I believe that if that's how he talked. Well, he was voiced by Chuck Jones, you know, the guy who does a lot of the uh, Warner Brothers characters okay. and stuff. But yeah, he, he would just be to be to be what's up, Buck? <laughs> I think Commander Darren wants to see you in room right away. Like talks like that. But the funny thing about it is he looks like some kind of weird like your like outer space version of an Egyptian character. It's like a cross between that and a penis. <laughs> what? He's very penile looking, you know? So, I mean, I was a kid. What did I know? You know, I didn't know, but uh, like apparently all the adults at the time were kind of like snickering, you know, like <laughs> look at that silver dick robot going <laughs> walking around there. But Buck Rogers, and I mean, and that was obviously based on an old serial from like the 1930s, 1940s, something like that. And uh, so it's not a new concept. It's it's going. It's just like they did that a lot in the early 80s when they had Flash Gordon, which I was just a, I just looked up this robot. Holy did, shit. <laughs> let, let me see. Did you, Megan? You've never seen Tweaky before. There you go. It's a small picture, but yeah. What's up with that fucking dickhead right there? <laughs> He kind of looks like that kid from Excalibur. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Ew. No, he's way cooler than Mordred. He's way cooler than that? Yeah, because Mordred from Excalibur from that movie. I, I hate that fucking kid. I wanted to stand, I wanted to stand on his face. <laughs> he's pretty fucking annoying. Yeah. That stupid laugh he had. Lost. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> you seek the grail. Fuck you. <laughs> Stupid little bastard kid. <laughs> <laughs> Tweaky was way cooler than that, man. Okay. <laughs> he may look like a dick, but he's not a dick, trust okay. me. Okay. Anyway, yeah, it's keeping in in, you know, context to that. Well, now they're supposedly bringing Buck Rogers back for a third time, and none other than George Clooney has been attached to it to with his production company. Okay. And it's it hasn't been officially announced, but they are assuming that George is probably going to play Buck. It's probably a vehicle for himself to play Buck Rogers because if you, I could see it. Yeah, yeah, a good one. Yeah, I, I could see it. He's, he's a little old for Buck Rogers, but it depends on what they're going to do. I mean, if they're not going to necessarily make it like uh, uh, the same kind of origin story, because he was supposed to be like a younger pilot that gets caught in some space warp thing from the 20th century and winds up in the 25th century is basically the premise of it and stuff. So he was he was like a military pilot guy, but he was he was a cool guy. He was get got laid a lot. <laughs> but maybe they'll do it like a flashback thing where he plays the old version and he flashes back to the younger version. Could be stories. Could be. Or maybe this is even supposed to be like a sequel of sorts to the Gil Gerard series from the eighties and stuff. Mm -hmm. I, that would be really cool. But there's been no word or leak about whether something like Tweaky is going to be in there. People are going to be expecting Tweaky, man. You can't not have Tweaky. That would be sort of like, that's like Star Wars. Like you have to have R2-D2 in it, you know, like when they did the the sequels. It's like you can't. And even the prequels, it's like we got to have that character in He's there. He's been in every movie, hasn't he? R2-D2, I think, is the only character that's been, been in every, every Star one. Wars mm -hmm. movie. I'm pretty close to it, at least. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Was he in? Yeah, he was in Rogue One. Yeah, I think he was in every single one of them. Yeah. Oh, didn't really think about that. Yeah. So, yeah. So, I mean, Tweaky is the R2-D2 of the Buck Rogers universe. So, um, it's supposed to be written by Brian K. Vaughn, who is one of the main writers for Lost. So oh, So, that's okay. kind of cool. Like, so they might, you know, who knows? Have I mean, a really good three seasons and then kind of go through the downhill? <laughs> is that... <laughs> Pretty much. Well, I don't. I think the original <laughs> Buck Rogers only lasted like two. Maybe oh, yeah. eh, it might have been three seasons, but I thought it was only two. Yeah, it. Yeah, it. It. Uh, it jumped the shark kind of early on, unfortunately. <laughs> but yeah, we'll see. You know, Lost is one of those shows I've only watched like the first season of. Yeah, I've only seen a few episodes. You can probably make it up to season three, and you'd be like, okay, this is good enough. And then after that, it's kind of like uh, that's what I heard. Sitting through this, mm. I don't know. That's how I feel about a lot of these shows, man. A lot of them, I, I forget what, there was another one that I was talking about recently that I was watching and I was like, you know, they should have just ended this back in like season four or five or whatever. Especially like a lot of those long running shows, I've noticed that it's like season five is the season. Like all my children. <laughs> <laughs> all my children. What? I think it went longer than five seasons. <laughs> like but 25 seasons. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
But that's yeah. What, that was, Try catching up on that show now on like DVD. Oh, <laughs> be like, God. I'm sure there's people that, that would do be that. amazing. Right? I would do that. Would you, you really? Yes, fuck yes. Oh, that was God. one of my soaps, man. <laughs> that and One Life to Live. <laughs> See, my soaps. Yes, I watched soap. <laughs> my soaps was in the '80s. It was Days of Our Lives. Yeah, I, I I watched that, and I watched, and then in the early '90s, I watched Another World. <laughs> To another world. Well, at that time, it was really cool. Like, I, a lot of the characters, like, I related to because there was, like, it was at the time it was focusing around, like, some people, like, in the music business and stuff. And they were, like, long-haired, like, rocker dudes and stuff. And I was like, oh, okay, I could kind of relate to this because I was that age. And then it got lame. And, and, then, <laughs> and then I got into, and I'd always kind of been in and out of, I got into General Hospital. Yeah, I was kind of in and out of that one, too. Yeah, well, Gen- yeah, General Hospital was the was the Luke and Laura one, actually. Right? I was going to say that. Yeah, General no, the Hospital. Days of Our Lives was Roman and Stefano and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah that's that was the other. They were the day Days and General Hospital in the early '80s were like the ones that were like head to head, like you know, you 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 liked one or the other. It <laughs> seemed like I was at I was in grade school, but I would come home at lunchtime. And watch that stuff because mm-hmm. I was usually coming home like you know alone. My like at some point I was able to actually go home and not have to go to my grandmother's, and I was trusted to just like make my own lunch and mm-hmm. you know hang out there for an hour or whatever. And so that's how I got hooked on these stupid soap operas. Yeah, my dad hooked me on them. Your dad, and dad not actually, your mom. Nope, that's not funny. my mom. It was my dad. Yeah. Well, there you go. But he Did, also hooked me on Star Trek. So yeah. I, I, I'm not Which is its own kind of soap opera. Oh, it <laughs> totally is. I mean, come on, you know, it's it's a it's a soap opera in space, big time. There's all these romances and love triangles, and really, I mean, come on, the Thomas Riker storyline. Oh. That's yeah. such a fucking oh, yeah. soap opera storyline. Wait, he wasn't in a coma for the past thirty years or whatever. It's right? Like, no, he was just stuck on a planet, and now he's back in your life. <laughs> And now there's, you know, so now there's twins. Yeah. And it's like, and now my ex is back, but I'm with, you know, yeah. And, uh, well, isn't Riker married to Laura in real life? To the actress that played Laura? Yeah. I'm pretty sure he is. Oh, wow. That's a weird coincidence. Yeah. Holy I shit. I loved him even more when I found that out. I'm like, that's fucking cool. Well, and then John Delancey, who plays Q, uh-huh. I knew him. I was like all, all excited when I found out he was playing Q because I knew him from fucking days of our lives oh really yeah so see see so yeah see all you geeks that are like you like soap operas it's like motherfucker oh, you know what they say everybody in hollywood has worked on star trek and i guess they've worked on some fucking general hospital shit too mm-hmm. yeah oh yeah 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 so many people get their starts as yeah. soap operas yeah it's soap operas star trek and doctor who for the bbc people yeah <laughs> it's like everybody like anytime i i it's every time i watch an episode of the crown <laughs> and I see somebody and I'm like, they look familiar. The first thing I do is to go, okay, were they on Doctor Who? And then oh, all, like, yep, there they are. like 93% of the time, it's like, there they are. They were in season 11. I'm like, <laughs> fucking knew it. Yeah. <laughs> all those BBC people went through Doctor Who. So, you know, it's fine. But anyway, so moving on. Speaking of uh, British actors and actresses and stuff like that, I got really good news for me and you. Yeah. That Enola Holmes. Yes. Is returning. Yes. They're talking That's about. Exciting. They're talking about trying to make five <gasps> sequels. Really? Five sequels, and it's all going to be Netflix. Uh huh. And it's still going to have, um, you Same know, actors? yeah, Millie Bobby Brown and uh-huh. it's and Henry Cavill and all that, you know, so that is really good news. That's yeah. super exciting. Yeah, exactly. Because I know, Vito, you said you haven't seen that yet, right? No. Oh, dude. You guys are really recommending so that. So good. Enola Holmes. Yeah, it's, so it's great. If you're in the mood for that kind of thing. Yeah. And I know you like some Sherlocky kind of things, Victorian oh, yeah. era stuff. You like League of Extraordinary Gentlemen and Fuck all that yeah. kind of. I think it's kind of got that vibe to it. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, it, not quite as supernaturally, but still a little bit. You know, a little bit. A little, little bit. bit. A little bit. <laughs> but anyway, yeah. So check it out one of these days when you get time. But, yes. um, yeah, I, I, I love it. Speaking of Sherlock, though. Yeah. You I got some Sherlock news. Okay. Uh, 
you know, the whole Robert Downey Jr. kind of doesn't have a whole lot to do since he died in the MCU. <laughs> well, he tried to do that Dr. Doolittle thing, and yeah, that, that did that not... That didn't go so well. You, you not so much. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you not go so well. So he's kind of floundering or whatever, and they keep talking about bringing him back as Tony Stark, and he's going to make a comeback in this new... Course. <laughs> ...area they're going into, but he's actually turning that down. He's like, I don't, yeah. wa- I don't want to do that. I don't want to focus on that. I'm... Right. I was put that to bed for now. Which like, I'm not going to say idea. forever, but for now. And he really wants to focus on these Sherlock movies. Yeah. So not... they're making the, the third one. Okay. So it's confirmed he's in there going in making that. But in addition to that, he really wants to do three more movies. Hmm. He wants to do another trilogy of it wow. after this. Holy shit. Yeah. So well, he... I mean, there's enough source material. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, there's... Maybe a little bit. <laughs> yeah. You so know. What, over 100 years or something of stories? Oh, yeah. I mean, but even just the original... Sir, you know, because they've carried it on, but even just the original Arthur Conan Doyle stuff, sir. And all the point and click adventure games that they made for Sherlock Holmes. I mean, it goes on and on. I've never seen those. That sounds awesome. Yeah, that sounds awesome. I had one called uh, The Secret of the Silver Earring. I know it sounds okay. lame. No, that's they were all named like that. <laughs> that the the Curse of the Red Speckled Band. Right, was, yeah, there yeah, was yeah, always yeah. those things. Yeah. They're so fun. And I used to have the Sega CD Sherlock Holmes Consulting Detectives where it's like just, Ooh. it was just videos of them and you had to go around London and actually literally write down clues in your notebook wow. because you watch that's a awesome. video. It's it was, yeah. That's super nerdy, but it's, it's super awesome. super fucking nerdy, but it's super fucking fun. <laughs> It kind of reminds me of Carmen Sandiego, where yes. that, that TV show. Yes. I fucking love Fuck that yeah. show. Love Carmen You mean, Sandiego. where in the world is Carmen, Carmen Sandiego? <laughs> then the, the, this massive spinoff show called Where in Time is Carmen Sandiego, oh, where Jesus. she would go all over the world, uh-huh. but in time zones and like back in time and forward in time. It was yes. so good, dude. The fucking <laughs> 90s, man. Well, the uh, 80s and 90s. 80, yeah. It started in the 80s, yeah, because yeah, Carmen San Diego started in the 80s. But yeah, it carried on. No, I agree. I mean, I'm that's. I mean, I'm legitimately kind of excited. My wheels are already turning. I'm like, there's like point and click and all this stuff. I'm like, oh, we might need to venture into that, man, because mm-hmm. I've never played those, and I would love. Like, it would be fun to make videos of us sitting down, like playing it for the first time some good indiana jones point and clicks too Ooh. Ooh, okay we're in we're doing this we might need to do this it's happening yeah see twitch we're coming for you man <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna be we are gonna be the new uh we're you know all you point and click nerds there on twitch it's like we're coming for you pal <laughs> that's awesome no have you seen the downy uh sherlock movies oh my no, I god i know I know we said this to you before, but I, I you know, I, yeah, I forgot that you haven't seen any of those. Dude, even before Enola Holmes, like, watch the fucking Downey ones. Those are some of the best movies of the last 25 years. Easily. Wow. Easily. Super good, man. Yeah. And if you like those games and stuff, I bet you would dig this. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. That's exciting, Meg. That's good news. It is very... You were telling me something last week about this Victorian superhero thing. Speaking of our League of Extraordinary Gentlemen and all that. Yeah, so that kind of peculiar my interest there. So it's a show called The Nevers, which was created by Joss Whedon. But since then, Joss, I guess, has stepped down from that role. He wants to focus like more on his life and his other projects he's got going on. Well, he's got a lot. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that guy fucking workaholic. Yeah. But they are still com- coming out with it, I think, in April, it looks like. And they do have Ooh. a teaser online that looks absolutely gorgeous like it looks awesome <laughs> Ooh, okay i didn't know a teaser was out but it's only on hbo which i don't have i was gonna say we need to find somebody who has hbo and get that, us access that's why we have certain friends that we won't name <laughs> who have vast libraries on plex <laughs> that we can access if i don't know if he's gonna listen to this but we will definitely <laughs> leave him a message and be like hey when that nevers show comes out man i'm sure he will anyway he usually does but yeah you know, when I feel bad, I I feel like I, I you know we're not big on thieving and no. stuff like that. But you know, I avoid that when I can. But man, there's so many of these pay streaming services. Yeah, now. it's getting ridiculous. I can't. I I just can't. I mean, it used to be like Netflix, Hulu, and you know one other one or something like that. Now there's literally like dozens of them. Mm-hmm. And you know what's going to happen? It's like people are getting tired of paying like $300 a month on cable. They're like, well, I'm just going to sign up for the streaming service. And then all of a sudden you're paying $300 a month in streaming services these, just yeah. Yeah, to get everything you want to watch. Right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, that, yeah. I mean, it already it already is like that. I mean, I've got Fubo 
now to watch cable stuff on so I can still have CBS, NBC, ABC, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but I mean, it costs money, you know, I bet it, I'll tell you what though, even, even with that and Netflix and Hulu and Amazon and st- all those kind of things, I think I'm still saving money compared to what, you know, we were paying for the damn cable and stuff. Cause that cable's it's ridiculous. stupid expensive. So expensive. They dug can, themselves a grave. Yeah. And I can understand if you're paying that much money and not see commercials, but you're still watching commercials. It's like, well, the point of buying into that is to not watch commercials. Yeah. Same with these other streaming services. That's what gets me, man. I'm like, dude, I'm paying for this. I don't want to watch advertising and I still got to sit through this shit. But know? see, and that's why it works out. That's why I was glad we got found that TV for you, man, because that Pluto TV and all those, those free channels. Oh, yeah. yeah. Dude, it's don't, dangerous, but don't. it's awesome. <laughs> Yeah. And it's all your and it kind keeps of stuff. More dangerous. Yeah, it's all your kind of stuff cuz it's like there's one channel that just shows sort of, you know, like like well, it's not all B-rate, but a lot of it is like the kind of some of the B-rate, you know. You might not see Child's Play, but you'll see Child's Play 2, you know. You might not see, you know. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like you'll it's see not B-rate by the way. Well, you know that's what you know. What I mean. <laughs> it's called a sequel, Larry. It's yeah, sorry sequel, man. But you know what I mean? Like you might not see RoboCop all the time, but you'll see RoboCop 3 or something like that. It's not that. a B-rate movie. Actually, well, up kind of kind of a B-rate movie. <laughs> so the point is Pluto has all the veto stuff. Yeah. Yeah. You need to stay away from that, you know, because you're, you're going to do nothing. Now. I know. <laughs> I see all the time. I'll be like at home and I'll turn it on and I'll see something's on and I'll be like, I, like, I'll be like, oh, I should message Vito and be like, dude, you know what's on? And I'm like, nope. no, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm don't just... open that can of worms. <laughs> exactly. I'm going to spare him. I'm not going to I'm not going to bring it up. That sounds really cool, though, man. It's called the Nevers. Is the that Nevers. It? Yes. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we love us some like League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. I loved my uh, Umbrella Academy, which isn't isn't Victorian, but it's kind of got it's got a similar feel, you know, in a lot of ways to some of that kind of stuff and everything. So I welcome that shit. Um, you were mentioning a certain char- favorite character of yours earlier, Meg. Yeah. We he kind of we were talking about the point and click games and stuff too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he kind of he was doing some interview and he let it slip a little bit, probably on purpose, but um, that it is confirmed. He said about in two months he's going to start filming the new Indiana Jones movie. Who is Mr. Harrison Ford? Oh. so you better hurry up with that shit because <laughs> he ain't getting any younger, man. No, he's not, but. He was just saying he, he feels um, obliged and happy to continue on with these characters because people enjoy them so much. So he wants to give the people what kind of what they want. And he doesn't call them, what do you call them? He calls them uh, customers. We're customers. Mm-hmm. We're not fans because it's just weird to him to call people fans. Oh, boy. He's like, I'm doing this for my customers. Harry. So he's doing it for the money then. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's right. way to put it. <laughs> he's always just the had... The customer's s- always right. <laughs> he's always just had such a thing about this whole thing, you know? Like, mm-hmm. talk about personality-wise. Somebody who is not cut out to be one of the all-time... Biggest action. Biggest action fantasy actors. <laughs> Because he's just so grumpy about that. He's like, <laughs> he just hates fan culture and stuff so much. <laughs> and it's like, well, sorry, dude. You're literally two of the all-time biggest fantasy action, whatever, you know, geek characters of all time. Fucking Han Solo and Indiana Jones. It's like, so you shouldn't have stood in to run lines at one time. <laughs> Fucked ex- yourself. Sorry. Exactly. Exactly. See, he should have just. Too bad. So sad. Moving on. Should have let Kurt Russell have the role. And yep. Then, then that would have all been on him instead. Yeah. And then that's a funny thing is so Kurt Russell went on to do things like, you know, the thing and like some other more like kind of some serious sort of stuff. <laughs> Big Trouble in Little China. It's <laughs> a great movie, man. <laughs> the best part is when that dude's head blows oh, yeah. up. <laughs> <laughs> I saw it at the theater when I was a kid, oh, nice. when I was in my teens. Yeah, we went and when it got to, we, we were digging the movie, but when it got to that point, when that dude fucking exploded like that, I, th- I was literally, I think on my knees on the floor in, in the River Oaks theater laughing so hard. It's so stupid. But anyway, yeah, no, that's, that's great news, man. I mean, I'm excited about it. I just worry cause I just, I know him and how we feel. I'm like, he's going to kill this character off, isn't he? He's going to fucking Han Solo it. Man, he better not. If his kid kills him off again, I'm going to be pissed. <laughs> Wouldn't that be amazing? 
Wouldn't it? Wouldn't that be something if it's like, yeah, it's like his son, and his son ends up resulting in Indiana Jones's death, and be like, dude, knock it off, like <laughs> yeah. every time. Does it say if Shia LaBeouf is going to be in there at I all? Or doubt it. Yeah, right. I don't think the Boofers. Yeah, be in it. yeah. I, I don't. I think he dug that grave too. <laughs> yeah, to he's he's kind of like yeah, he's got some other things going on <laughs> in his world anymore. So, yeah, we'll see. We'll see how that goes. But uh, one last thing. Speaking of getting back to the uh, 80s movies and stuff like that, I I didn't know anything about this, actually. So they're doing a sequel, another sequel. (laughs) Another, another sequel. Another, another sequel, too. So this, yeah, Gremlins Secrets of the Mogwai, which is actually a prequel, Oh, which it looks like takes place in the 1920s, and it's an animated show, which is weird. That is weird. Yeah, they're liking those animated shows lately. Yeah. I don't get it. <laughs> I mean, I'll watch it. I'll give yeah, it a give I'll it, give a, it try. a shot. I'd be I'd be kind of interested because I mean the the whole Mogwai thing and the Gremlins. I mean, it was always so nebulous. Like you never really got any kind of origin of where the fuck these things came from. You knew it was from the east, and and I'm kind of okay with that. <laughs> yeah, you know what? That's a good point, man. I I do feel like I'm. I know people get uppity about sequels. And stuff as we've seen lately, especially with Star Wars and things like that. But I'm more open to sequels and seeing interpretations of where things go mm-hmm. than I am the, than the prequels. Because sometimes I'm like, I don't need everything spelled out to me. Because sometimes I think it fucks it up, Star Wars. Cube Zero. <laughs> oh, yeah. I never saw Cube Zero. You were yeah. telling me about it. If you, if you want to be like a completist and watch them all, that's fine. But it just ruins the mythology that you thought of in the first one, you know. But Right. Yeah, because that's what I thought. Well, because I saw Cube 2 first, obviously. And I, you know, the thing that was kind of cool about that was that I, you know, you were still just like, what is this? Like, it was still left with a lot of questions and in a good way. You know, not necessarily in a WandaVision kind of way. <laughs> eh, it's not that bad, I guess, but poor WandaVision, but I enjoyed it. But anyway, um, yeah, I don't know if I necessarily need the, you know, the whole cube thing, you know, explained to me and stuff. It's the same thing. I don't know. I'm, I'm open to checking out the whole Gremlins thing, but being a prequel and being animated, it's like, oh, okay. <laughs> you know, that's, that's a little less. Two strikes. Yeah, it's a little less interesting to me. I'd rather it was like, yeah, something that was more, make it more like a, I don't know, even if it was more some sort of like a martial artsy kind of thing or a, or a Kurosawa kind of film thing, you know, like make it some really cool, interesting take on the origins of the of the Mogwai and all that stuff, you know, not maybe not as goofy as like Gremlins too. <laughs> I know you like Gremlins. Too. I do like Gremlins too. Yeah. <laughs> So silly, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Might be good. Yeah, time will tell. You're listening to the Prescribed Films Podcast Network, home to hundreds of hours of free podcast entertainment. The shows on this network all have a common goal providing you with the best discussions about movies and other forms of entertainment media. The PFPN hopes to fill your ear holes with audio joy. Visit our website with links to all the other amazing shows at www.thepfpn.com. Thanks for listening. everybody it is about that time to have a little chat a little talk with y'all it's time to talk to the squad and it is squad talk time you ready meg are you ready for that squad talk time Uh, i'm ready let's do it (laughs) okay let's do it let's talk about squad okay all right hurry up here we go all right No, in this section, we like to talk about, well, we pick sort of like a theme of, you know, sometimes there's a lot of times there's multiple posts <laughs> about something and it kind of creates a little bit of a theme uh, that we like to focus on. And it's usually not always um, our geeky real life science stuff um, or so-called real life. <laughs> Who knows what's real anymore? <laughs> but uh, one of the things I thought was really interesting was they uh, posted an article about how these scientists have been 
experimenting with lucid dreaming. Now, have you have either of you guys ever had a lucid dream? Do you even know what that means, really? Mm-mm. What a lucid dream is? Not really. Okay, so a lucid dream means it's where you're in a, a state of dreaming where you're full on in a dream. You could be doing it, you know, you could be flying a fucking spaceship or you could be in the middle of the desert or whatever. But you're like aware that it's a dream. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's really obviously lucid, meaning like it's very vivid. It feels it feels very realistic and stuff to you. But part of that is also because there's whatever part of the dream state or sleep state you're in, your brain is sort of more consciously aware of it. And so that sort of makes it feel more realistic, I guess. Hmm. At least that's okay. the way I've always understood it. I have pretty frequently had lucid dreams. I know they said like not everybody does this, you know. Have you, you've never had anything like that, Meg? I mean, well, I've had, I had one last night. <laughs> I woke up freaked out. <laughs> 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 um, but it felt really, really real to me. Like okay. it was actually happening to me. But I don't think I was aware it was a dream. It felt real. And I was terrified. Okay. Well, I mean, that's pretty close. I mean, that's pretty, that could possibly qualify as that. Okay. I've had stuff like that where you wake up, you're like, oh my God, that just happened. I can't believe it. And then you find out, oh no, wait, that was just a dream that didn't really happen. But it felt like it, you went through that or that event happened and you were like, oh fuck. Like your heart's still racing yeah. from yeah. it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Well, the thing with, they've been experimenting with this for years and what they've, they had in the previous um, times had people be able to communicate, so to speak, while they're dreaming actually communicate with the real world and mm-hmm. like sometimes it could actually be with speech mm-hmm. but a lot of times it's it's more like they actually kind of train them to be able to like communicate using like their eyes okay mm-hmm. so kind of like you know oh, christopher pike wise yeah 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 <laughs> yeah very very star trek menagerie right <laughs> yeah it's sort of like that you know beep once for yes and you know kind of thing kind of like that yes what they'd never been able to really successfully pull off before was communicating with people while they're in the dream state like being able to possibly suggest things to them hmm and talk to them and get answers back and all this kind of stuff. It reminds me a little bit, I know we talked about it briefly when we did our episode about the dream movies and stuff. It reminds me of things like Dreamscape, like Mm -hmm. that movie from the 80s with Dennis Quaid, where it's like they have experimented with people to be able to enter other people's dreams and, and be able to sort of control and communicate with them while they're in this lucid dream state kind of thing. Well, now they're actually experimenting with it in real life and getting some results. Like, mm, interesting. I mean, the results aren't like major. I think out of like 100%, it's only like maybe 20% that they had successful you know, like full on successful, like, oh, yeah, they were able to like respond to answer questions while they're in this like dream state and everything. And I think maybe talk about like what's going on and things. It's it. But so they still got a long way to go. But it's it's really interesting because there's a lot of theories. And we've talked about this a little bit before, like when we did our talking about movies. But in real life, there's a lot of theories out there about whether or not when you're in some of these dream states, whether or not you're actually experiencing some kind of actual event, you know what I mean? Like this isn't just made up in your head. It's almost like it really is to some level. Like what is, now I'm going to get all metaphysical on you. (laughs) Like what is reality Mm -hmm. and what is actual existence? It's like if you, I mean, if somebody was in a coma and say they were in some sort of like lucid dream like state where they were felt like they were feeling it, you know, it was affecting them emotionally. They were really living it out and it was going on for a long time. If you, I mean, would you sit there and just, can you just easily dismiss that as saying, oh, it's just a dream. It's not real. And it's like, but if you experienced it and you felt it and you went through emotions and you, you laughed and you cried and you, and you hurt physically felt pain and stuff, you know, and all these things, then is that not real? It may not be real in our 3D physical world, but it's still an experience. 
Megan, you look like your head's about to explode like big trouble in Little China right now. <laughs> no, I'm like, even more petrified in my dream last night now. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, my gosh, that was real. No, that was so scary. Well, no, I mean, it's, it, it doesn't necessarily mean like all of a sudden it's going to come out now when you're awake and, and everything. And But just meaning like how do you define what is real? I mean, because, again, if you experienced it, I mean, that's when we start getting into all the things with like, you know, Oculus, you know, and all that kind of stuff, you know, where you're doing all these 3D virtual reality, virtual reality. reality. Yes, that's the term I'm looking for. If you're getting into like virtual reality thing and you look at movies like that Ready uh, Ready Player One and all Mm -hmm. that stuff where it's like those people are just living their lives that way. I mean, to a certain extent, they're almost never coming out of it. Their lives are more fulfilled and feel more meaningful and enriched living in the virtual reality world, whereas then their regular world, they just feel, you know, they're just kind of living in squalor and it's it sucks, you know. It's kind of like what, Total Recall. Yeah, or this movie called Surrogates with Bruce Willis. That's really good. Really? Yeah, these people you live like in, a Bruce Willis movie? I do. It might be the only one. <laughs> wow. So it's in the future, like you can like, Put yourself in this this machine or chamber, and you, your consciousness gets uploaded to like this android that goes and lives your life in the real world while you're at home. Wow! And you can be like anybody you want. You can look any way you want. You don't have to be you. You can just control, right? Oh, like a robot, basically. Hmm. It's it, fucking even cool. like Avatar. Yeah, same thing yeah. in that. Right, right. And I mean, but that's what I'm saying. So it's like when we start thinking about things like having these lucid dreams and the idea that we could maybe at some point get to the point where we can actually dictate them, like be able to control the dreams. Yeah, that's what I need in my dream. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck that poltergeist. <laughs> this was a bad dream. It was huh? so bad. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to like touch on such a the fucking nerve. It was with. a bad timing, I guess. Yeah, that's funny. Or some weird quantum entang- entanglement where you can control like a person in a parallel universe that's you but living like a completely different life and you can kind of communicate with that person and be like there are people that you know yeah there's people that theorize mm-hmm. about that kind of stuff that say when we go to dreams and everything when we go to certain dream states that we're actually living out it's like it's it's like astral projection and manner of speaking so mm-hmm. yeah i mean there's there's a lot of uh there's a lot of possibilities for what this could mean but i just thought it was really interesting because I've always been really fascinated by dreams and because I have so many very lucid dreams and stuff like that, like I could, I have dreams that I had back when I was like three years old, five years old, six, seven years old that I still remember. Hmm. I still remember the dream, like pretty fucking detailed, you know, there was, and then don't even get me into the whole thing with the statue cat <laughs> again. We've talked about that before, mm-hmm. but where I would be dreaming about walking through my house and all this stuff and that statue cat. And there was like this whole other thing and me kneeling in front of the damn thing and it's fucking eyes opening up and it had human eyes. It had human eyes. <laughs> all right. And then I'd startle awake. You know how you do that. Mm-hmm. And I was actually kneeling in front of the statue cat. In my dining room. That's fucked up. It is fucked up. <laughs> so that's what I'm saying. I've just always been, since I was, as long as I can remember, I've just always been fascinated with the concept behind dreams and why and how they work and is there more to it? There's got to be something more to it. Like these just can't be weird misfires in the brain. You know, there's there's got to be something more to it. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. It could be, you know, it could be. And I love the idea of astral projection and all that kind of stuff and time travel i'd love to you know you look at a movie like somewhere in time where you're you're combining dreaming with actual time travel Mm -hmm. it's and in that in that storyline the idea is that he did actually time travel time travel he actually somehow physically was there back in time because there was all this proof in the future that he had really been there it wasn't just a dream Mm -hmm. but he got there through some sort of dream state thing very interesting yeah speaking of time travel that leads to something that you were looking up yeah so this senior honors undergraduate from australia says he has proved that there's a paradox-free time travel so basically that means you can go back in time and change something and you won't create a paradox like if you go back and shoot your grandfather your father would never be born thus you're never born thus how did you go back in time 
this title is a little bit misleading because it doesn't give you like a math equation, which I was hoping for. <laughs> which I'll I tell you exactly how I did it. <laughs> and here's how you do it. Which I wouldn't have understood anyway because I'm not that smart. But he basically says that it, it's he's he quote unquote proves that if you do go back in time and you try to change something, that time will just fix itself. So okay. you wouldn't be able to create a paradox. Okay. So he uses an example about COVID-19. So if you were to go back and try to stop COVID-19 from happening, from like killing patient zero. Right. Somehow time would fix itself where you became patient zero because you brought back COVID-19 to that time. So it would never erase it because you brought it back or somebody else would end up becoming patient zero through some other weird circumstance. So Mm. he basically says this is a free pass to go back in time and do whatever you want and you'll change nothing because it'll just reverse itself and Mm. make everything become how it should be in the end. Yeah, isn't that in some movie that you know it doesn't matter what you do, time's going to... Well, you know what it reminds me of? Because I always 10, 20, 63. That's what I'm thinking, isn't it? 11, 22, 11, 63. Every time I get it wrong. Yeah. Every time. 10, 19, 74. Right? Yep. That Never was fails. when Kiss's second album, Hotter Than Hell, was released. <laughs> October 17th, 1974. You know what? Screw you. I actually know um, that's the that right date. That is the right date. That's yeah, so sad. I, I am the font of, font of useless knowledge about Kiss. <laughs> Um, yes, I was just going to say, well, it's, yeah, the, the big line in that book that he keeps saying is time is obdurate, you know, like if you keep, that's why things keep happening every time he's trying to make these major changes. And then there's like these obstacles and these things happening. It's because time will correct itself mm-hmm. no matter what you do. <laughs> so it's, this, this kid probably read that book and he's like, oh, <laughs> fuck yes, I got my thesis and now I can graduate. He just ripped off fucking Stephen King. Well, I think it was an already existing theory that Stephen King actually ripped off off or borrowed from. But you never know. You know, Stephen King does seem to have a lot of answers for things, you know, when you really think about it. Yeah. But yeah, that's I mean, that's interesting. I do tend to I do kind of tend to believe if I mean, I, I guess all of this stuff with time travel, unfortunately, is not really plausible for a bunch of reasons but i feel like that's a fairly understandable thing you know if you want to believe in that like destiny and stuff it makes your brain hurt less i guess than like if you try to go back in time all of a sudden you split off another timeline and all of a sudden you're ending up with an infinite number of timelines Mm -hmm. because anything that can happen will happen and there's a universe that has that outcome in it it's like an infinite you know, right. Like, well, but that's also part of eleven twenty two sixty three, and they kind of end up explaining in there that that's part of why nature and the universe is so obdurate. Because the more you you do create those paradoxes and stuff, the more you're like weakening the the f- time, fabric of time and space and everything. So, and the more the fucking guy drinks wine. Yeah, you become the yellow card. Yeah, the yellow card man. You know exactly. You're not supposed to be here, Jim Law. <laughs> you got to listen to the audiobook for 112263 to understand that reference, folks. Trust me, do it. It's one of the greatest audiobooks ever made. It definitely is. Enough said. <laughs> but anyway, um, but yeah, so I don't know what it, I saw. What was the whole thing you're talking about, Meg? You've got something about you. You're like that kid in uh, in the in the Sixth Sense. You, so you're seeing dead people now. <laughs> yeah. So the title was something to the effect of like they could put dead people reinvent them or whatever into artificial intelligence. It's kind of misleading. Because, that almost sounds like the Bruce Willis movie he was talking about, kind of. <laughs> yeah. So what they, what it actually is, is that if someone has a, a fairly large carbon footprint, okay, so they're all over social media, we have voice data we could pull from, uh, images, videos, gotcha. anything like that, they could pull all that information from somebody and then... Create. render it into these they're working on 2d and 3d models of these people gotcha that are no longer living hmm. I could, and put okay. into this which I, I don't know if i'm missing something but can't you do that do they have to be dead can't we pull that from anybody i guess it, yeah you could do it from anybody yeah that's why i'm i'm completely... maybe the point is it's like once you're dead you're fair game pal right, right? <laughs> you've yeah. sequestered all your rights yeah whatever. exactly maybe, maybe that's it so. yeah it could be 
That's now that that I see being extremely plausible. I could totally see them doing oh, absolutely. something like that. I think that's the kind of thing we're going to see in the next, you know, p- probably in our lifetimes here. Mm-hmm. I think they've done that with like, there's like an AI program that can analyze death metal bands and then it writes its own death yes. metal song based off of what it's listened to. Yes. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. That's yeah. Pretty cool. I've listened to it. <laughs> I, I have that saved on my computer. I have that link. I've listened to it just to see if there was anything good worth stealing off of there. <laughs> Um, yeah, they, they, they inputted all of this music, right? Mm -hmm. And they, and whatever algorithms and stuff that they use to Mm -hmm. do it. And then, so it just automatically, the AI just creates new music based off of it, Hmm. using pieces of it and it then putting it together in a certain way and using certain lyrics and certain, it's really trippy. Yeah, this that's exactly what this sounds like. If there's a big enough carbon footprint, they can put all these pieces together and then it can communicate with friends, family, whoever. Wow. It, but not only As, people they knew, but it communicates with new people too. Right. So it just makes you more eternal. Right. Yeah, I think that's coming. I don't yeah. know if it's a good idea, <laughs> but I think it's coming. Yeah, well, I thought it was kind of cool at first because I was like, well, if somebody dies, you can you know, do this so they're, they're always still with you. Right. Seems damaging to me. I don't know. Because yeah. what if it fucks up and it doesn't create it like you remember it? And then you're kind of like second guessing your memories or something. Yeah, that's true. There is a, man, this is kind of off topic. There is a weird video game that they made for this Xbox, I think when it first came out, where you can create a child and people were using it to like, put in their old kids that had died and stuff like that. Ooh. Yeah, I remember, remember that? that. I thought that was like, dude, that's a line that like, you probably shouldn't cross, man. That's kind of fucked up. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, there's a reason I guess we, we have to deal with death and losing and stuff like that. Yeah. It's just a part of our reality. Yeah. Well, yeah, you hear about those, sto- yeah, I mean, you hear about those stories about like the weird lady that's got like the, the doll of the child in her window and all that mm. stuff and it turns out that it's like an exact like remake of their like six year old daughter that died like 60 years ago mm-hmm. and they just put it like up in the fucking window and shit it, yeah <laughs> people <laughs> shuddering <laughs> like Ugh. yeah what are you doing <laughs> it's like why would you why would you do that why would you think that's a good idea that's I, mean, I like, mean it's a horrible thing man to no do, but I, absolutely. to do that, I think, I don't know, man, that's kind of... Yeah, that's helping matters. Yeah, you know? I, don't, <laughs> like, I, don't, I don't think yeah. so. Making some Annabelle shit. Right. You know? <laughs> yeah. Leave your mom in a, wheel, in a rocker chair. Yeah. Oh, oh, boy. My God. <laughs> <laughs> man. <laughs> Did you guys hear, I saw this story, it says they um, went to this guy's house, cause, and this woman's house, I guess, and they found her dead son... In his bedroom, on his bed and stuff like that. She's like, oh, I just thought he moved out. She's a hoarder. Oh. So, and she's like, oh, I just thought he moved out. He'd been dead in for like years. Oh, what? my God. I cannot smell that or anything. Well, if you're in a hoarder house, man. Yeah. Jeez. I'm like, holy. Yeah. It's like, people. Okay. <laughs> I, yeah. Well, you know. And like, she didn't like collect like social security or any kind of funding from him. So she, it was they're like, well, you know, legit. Yeah. Been what legit. can we do? Jeez. You know, she's like, it's like you should check that room more often, lady. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like, what kind of shapes he in? Maybe we can make a fucking robot out of them for you, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, we'll just program him to clean this fucking place up. <laughs> <laughs> All right, it's about that time. We're winding down. We're getting on down, getting on down the road. We're getting down the road here towards the end, and this is the part where we like to make some suggestions, some gentle suggestions. Getting a little bit suggestive. Just do it. <laughs> Nothing gentle about Megan. She's like, just fucking do what I tell you to do. Right? But we uh, we suggest things that we've been into, uh, stuff that's kind of floating our boats, so to speak. <laughs> And we think it's worth recommending for you to check out. Vito, what do you have to recommend to the people? So I've got a newish Trivium album. Trivium is a metal band from Florida. Yeah. Which I used to like them a lot when they're, they had an album called The Fall of Ascendancy that was really into back in like the mid 2000s or something. Yeah. And I kinda, they kind of dropped off. Well, they didn't drop off, but I dropped off with them. <laughs> right. We've played shows with them before, yeah. and I always thought they were great live, man. No, excellent. Really tight band. Oh, yeah. Live. Super tight. Yeah. Super pro. So I just, I actually started this Twitch channel just to see what it was about. And Matt Heafy, the lead singer and guitar player, is on Twitch. And he's like, 
right. huge on Twitch, dude. He's like the biggest Twitch guy there is. Well, right now, you got to do something yeah. because <laughs> Trivium is one of those bands that lived on the road. They yeah. just toured, toured, toured. So they ain't doing that now. So Twitch it is. Yeah. And he, he'll play some songs and, you know, playthroughs. And he did one called The Catastrophist. And I was like, wow, this song is really, really good. Mm-hmm. And this album is a bunch of just heavy riffs, just slamming, really melodic stuff, too. That's and they have seven strings tuned down to half step, so that's always good. Oh, there you go. <laughs> it always comes Speaking down to the language right there. <laughs> it always comes down to the tunings. Yep. Yeah, so definitely check that out, man. The, the new album, or the, well, it came out in 2020, so I guess it's still new-ish. Yeah. But it's called What the Dead Men Say hmm. by Trivium. Go what, check it out. What do the, the dead men say? Don't turn me into some AI robot. <laughs> Just let me die. Leave me alone. All right, cool. Yeah, we'll de- we'll definitely check that out. Megan, what do you suggest? <laughs> <Yes>. Oh boy. <laughs> so I have been binge watching an old show that I grew up on. Yeah. And I forgot how freaking fucking funny it is. It's freaking fucking. It's freaking fucking funny. Man, if it's freaking fucking, then poof. It's a triple F right there. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and But I've been re-watching of all things, Family Matters. Yes. Oh, Jesus. So good. It's so good. <laughs> Steve Urkel. Oh my gosh, that kid. Oh my gosh, he's such an amazing actor. Yeah. I didn't appreciate it when I was a kid, but oh my gosh, he's so funny. Like with his body, what he does and everything, it's throwing himself around yeah. and... <laughs> Oh my gosh, I I, it, I was dying laughing. Yeah. Of course, a lot of things don't really translate to today's world that great. <laughs> I was going to ask. With everything else, yeah. so we just kind of take it as it is. <laughs> it was the sign of the times, but it. Oh my god, I was I'm dying laughing. Yeah, watch it so, now before they remove before it. Before like they everything remove else, it, yeah. they're removing. Exactly. You know? <laughs> so, it's amazing. It's just worth a rewatch. Okay. So it still holds up well for you. Still holds up. I still love the three, two, one, one, two, three. What the heck is bothering me? I say that all the time. (laughs) Oh, Megan. (laughs) Hey, it's true. It works. It helps calm me down. Whatever works. (laughs) All right. So that's, and that's there. You can see it on Netflix. Is that where it's at? Um, Or what's it on? I think I've been watching it on Hulu. Hulu. Okay. All right, cool. Yep, do it. Cool. What you got on Hulu? Okay, I got you guys like picked like these like uh, you know metal and comedy things. Mine is more serious. It's more of a, a heartfelt kind of serious thing. But um, we've I think we've mentioned before when we've talked about stuff. But there was a musician named David Z. He was a bass player. He played in Trans-Siberian Orchestra and uh, Adrenaline Mob, I think. Okay, yeah, yeah. And But he and his brother Polly had a band called ZO2, which was like a power trio. I recently just recommended people check out Joey Casada, the drummer from ZO2's uh, YouTube channel, because he's hilarious. He does, he's the one that does like, you know, top five stupid things we did during our childhood, yeah. stuff like that. Like Joey's channel is great. He's a great guy. Um, unfortunately, David, I don't want to bring the show down, but David passed a couple of years ago in a really unfortunate accident uh, in, uh, while on tour and everything. So, yeah, he was unfortunately taken from us much too soon. I met David. I, I, I knew him very briefly, casually. He's a super sweet, great guy and a fucking phenomenal musician. Really phenomenal. But he was a very, like, giving, caring guy. Even when I met him, he was very concerned about my our mutual friend's uh, daughter who was mm-hmm. sick mm-hmm. in the hospital at the time and we didn't didn't know it wasn't looking real good there for a while. She's she's fine now, thank God. She's yes. doing great actually. But at the time it was touch and go and I had I had explained to David that that's why my friends didn't come to the show and he was so concerned about it and gave me a bunch of free stuff to give them Aww. and stuff was like, oh, you know, and tell them we're thinking of them, like super sweet guys. So, you know, as an, it always happens in this business, it's always the, the best people that unfortunately get, you know, robbed. <laughs> we get robbed of and everything. Well, um, Paulie and Joey and a bunch of other people in the industry have gone together to start this nonprofit organization called the David Z Foundation. Um, and what it is, is they put up videos of them doing stuff, doing collabs, you know, music collabs. They'd put in all, all, all different kinds of things, uh, tutorials, 
you know, they just did one like a couple of days ago and it was great. I mean, man, they had everybody, everybody from members of Dream Theater and Anthrax and Trans-Siberian and, you know, uh, Dio and, all, you know, all these different rock guys getting together and like interviewing, talking, playing together, doing songs. They've done some live shows where they've done big like all-star show kind of things and they're 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 really great lots of talent man like really cool and all of the money that they raise when they do these things goes towards music schooling for children and stuff so mm-hmm. it goes towards like instruments sheet music you know whatever just any anything anything that they need they have certain schools that they've teamed up with and all the money that the david z foundation makes goes to those schools to help kids nice. yeah so it's it's a really cool thing like i said they just had uh, a collab and all-star fundraiser they did back like two days ago so you can look it up online you can still find it if you want to go watch it and you can still donate money to them if you want you know after the fact and everything there'll be way there's going to be many more of these things coming up in the future but i highly suggest if people want to see something that's really cool because it's just cool to check out i mean you see all these collabs you'd never expect to see you know and it's it's good people it's a good cause kids need music education man they need this so (laughs) bad There are so many forces at work that are trying to take that away from your kids and just rob them of that kind of stuff. And, you know, especially me and Vito in particular can relate to this where it's like, I mean, you're in school now trying to learn (laughs) music stuff that, you know, trying to get caught up on stuff. And if only we had had more of that education when we were kids. Yeah, because the arts and music, they always get cut in school. Always, always. Always. And I mean, and it's it's in so many instances, this arts and music is the stuff that saves lives literally saves lives and it's always a lot of times it's looked down upon by parents and other people like well don't go into music or arts it's just it's a waste of your money and yeah. waste your time it's right like, oh, yeah you can't know, man. You, you can't make a living <laughs> at it and all this other bullshit and it, that's not true that's not true at all it's not true at all and even you know even living aside i mean It's the kind of thing that helps people get through, especially kids. This is very important. So if you can, please go check it out. You know, if you want to tell them you heard it from us, that's great. It's but it's not important. Just the important thing is just go check it out. Donate, whether it's a dollar or five dollars or anything. Donate to them because it's a it's a really, really good cause. And that's the David Z Foundation. David Z, the letter Z. Uh, foundation and all these things that we're talking about the trivium album even your family matters (laughs) where to find that and stuff i will include links to all of this in the description on the video or if you're listening to this on stitcher or podbean or spotify all that just look in the information all the links direct links will be in the description for you to click on and go to nice And last but not least, we like to recommend a podcast or channel of some sort. And one that uh, Megan and I found that we got really excited about. Yes. Was a channel that is called In Camera and it's on YouTube and it's all it's like one word in camera. Mm -hmm. There is it's not two separate words. No space. And what it is, is it's the they describe it as the home of DIY practical effects tutorials for filmmakers just like us. It's pretty amazing. It is really amazing. I would have never thought to do that. (laughs) Yeah, we've barely delved into what they have. But I mean, they've got so many things where they'll take like famous um, scenes like iconic scenes like uh, the black void scenes from Stranger Things when you go into that void, you know, for the upside down and all that stuff. They show you how if you're just like a DIY filmmaker, how do you make that effect? You know, and this is minimal. There is some, you know, uh, premiere, uh, you know, uh, kind of like effects, pro effects and stuff. There's some CG in there, but for the most part, it's showing you how to do this with lights and smoke and paper and sheets and fire and fire and all and yeah, and all sorts of like cool things like that. Th- that we saw, they they show you how to make uh, a, like a, a psycho like Bates house looking kind of scenario. Mm-hmm. Uh, how to do a Burning Man 
kind of thing, how to do like a burning man on fire kind of thing and do it in a safer way. And Oh, man. Oh, no. <laughs> no, don't get any ideas. <laughs> oh, no. After what we talked about earlier, you guys are being a burning man. Oh, geez. That's, yeah, that's not a great idea. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> um, yeah, they just, they show you all sorts of things, horror effects, just different, different kinds of optical illusions and things, how they create them. They they do all this stuff on this channel. I mean, and it's free. It's on YouTube, so you don't have to pay for anything. It's just right there for you to get, you know, all the tips. So, again, we'll put that, uh, I'll put that link for where to find them on YouTube. And uh, check it out, yeah, because it's still a relatively new channel. You know, they've got, they've got uh, you know, like 25,000 subscribers at least. They're building up pretty quick. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, they could use the support because they're still kind of fresh and new and it's a bunch of filmmaker people kind of like us well they're way better than us <laughs> they're way better <laughs> but we're 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 we kindred. Are gonna learn so much from them <laughs> yeah we're kindred spirits we'll put it that way so anyway all right <laughs> we're we're gonna we gotta get the hell out of here it's been a long day and a long night and i'm pressing the wrong buttons and stuff again and megan's <laughs> megan's wheezing at my mistakes over there so all right anyway We'll see you next time for episode 20, everybody. Take it easy. Bye, everybody. See ya. (laughs) 